0: It's finally happening. The first of five. We're calling it Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Podcast. We're waiting for Pete's lazy ass to finally finish Friday Night Lights. And thank you, Pete. It's happened. You did it. I finished it a
1: while ago. You did.
0: And then we decided instead of just doing an episode about Friday Night Lights because... Way too much. Right. We were like, all right, we have to do something magnificent. So um, we we got John Feidelberg and Jeff Israel, probably the two biggest Friday Night Lights people I know, at least... And this is going to be chaotic and amazing.
1: I don't think there's, like, literally anybody on Earth who likes Friday Night Lights more than the four people in this room. Right.
0: Yeah. When I So I saw Jeff at a Bruins game after we decided to do it, and we had, like, a 11-minute conversation about Friday Night Lights when I had, like, maybe one
1: minute to chat with him. And so. I like the dynamic that we have because... I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I was so late because I just watched it this year, and it's, what, the 10th anniversary this year, Right. which is... Pretty uh, pretty nice excuse to be doing this, but I th- I watched it for the first time this year.
0: Did you guys watch it
2: w- like live? I watched uh, season one, so uh, Bill Simmons was actually recommending it, and I walked into a Best Buy right after it aired, and the DVD literally said on it, season one. If you don't like this, you can return it to NBC and get your money back. And I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> uh, watch that, and then I watched the rest in real time.
3: I think I did. I caught up on like the first. Three, maybe, and then real time after that. I went when I was in the heat of it when I was because uh, it, w- it was when like uh, before like Hulu or Netflix or anything like that. So I was doing everything on NBC.com, had them all. And I didn't go to school, I was in college. I didn't go to college for like two weeks that and like dead serious. Like, I just stayed up all hours of the night just watching hours and hours and hours of Friday Night Lights. See, I'm like Pete, I was,
0: I mean. Pete, we told you to watch it, and you were like... I remember hearing your responses to it it is exactly the way that I would say it. Like, my family, everyone I know was like, you would love Friday Night Lights. Watch it. And I was like, I know. I know I love it. Just shut the fuck up for a minute. I'll get to it when I get to it. And then when I watched it, which was like... Within the last year, year and a half, I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, the first thing I did as soon as I finished Friday Night Lights was watch Friday Night Lights from the beginning
1: again. I started again. Yeah. Yeah, so I've told the story, but like, I tried to watch... The show, like, three or four times. I watched the first episode, and I just didn't continue. Yeah. But as soon as I knocked out, like, three, I was like, yeah, I'm in. I did that All with right. the movie. I,
0: I started to watch it on a flight, and, like, 15 minutes into it, I was like, you know what? I've got such a perfect thing with the show that I don't want to... I'm not interested in seeing it. The show this. is better. Yeah, the show was way better. Don't All read right. the book, either.
3: Don't read the book? No. All right. That's, like, high school, summer reading. It's very boring, uh. very... Is is this one thing uh, a friend and I actually talked about recently, is this one of the few shows or the only show that went from movie to TV show and the TV show is actually better? Is there any other show like that? That's
0: a good question. There was that about or a boy. There's a rush thing. hour there's show coming is, up. Yeah, <laughs> is there? Terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. wow. That's going to be a whole other podcast. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> I
1: can't wait to do that. Can't wait for rush hour week. Um,
0: <laughs> right? Oh, so yeah. So you mentioned week. week. So, so I was
1: just gonna mention. Uh, so today we got we're doing season by season. We've got five episodes, one for each season.
0: Awesome! This was such a good idea. Yeah,
1: I'm ex- I'm excited about it. And we have we also have guests for each episode. Yes. So you'll have to stay tuned and figure out. You know, who's the guest. But we're doing the round tables and then guests for each episode each season. Which I think is
0: really the way to do it. Um, because if we were to just do one general Friday Night Lights discussion, like we've got we've had different things. We've done I mean, friends we've we're going to have in the series of this podcast, we're going to have a thousand different Friends episodes because you can't just say, All right, we're gonna talk about friends and that's it, the book is closed. I think with Friday Night Lights, especially with these two guys that we have here you can't like go the you can't do a 45 minute episode and then just like leave out Santiago or something or leave yep. out like so much cash the various different uh, characters and crazy shit. So we're going to try to get to as much stuff as we possibly can.
1: I think that the the reason why Friday Night Lights is such a good topic for for like a week long podcast is because it's such like a great imperfect show. Like there are so many flaws you about can hate Friday Night Lights. It, yeah. And it just there's just more topics to talk about. Okay, I'm sure we'll hit on the good and the bad. So,
0: is there anything uh, with which we want to jump off? Because I've got a uh, one that's been stewing in my brain regarding season one. I mean, I think that a lot of a big theme of this season one episode will be the general first impressions of characters because certainly with Tim Riggins more so than any, you get a snapshot of the characters in season one and they really don't develop too much from the beginning of season one to the end of season one. Um, Tyra, so because they... uh, In season one, they say that they're all seniors, right? And then they do they they no 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 no, they just they don't even mention that most of them are seniors. They say that Jason Street is a senior. They make that clear. I
3: think they outright say Tim's a sophomore. Yeah, Tim is fifteen years old. So like,
0: put that in your mind. (laughs) Everything he
2: does, like when he has sex with his neighbor, he is fifteen years old. So so this is what I'm getting
0: at. So uh, (laughs) what do do they see?
3: His opening cut is him. Asleep on the couch covered in beer cans as getting ready for class. So Tyra, um, Colette,
0: who is a great character i mean we're going to talk a lot of shit about lila i feel uh, over the, the, the course of this week but um as <laughs> as john wrote an expertly written lila thing which, we'll get which we'll get to right it because we'll I, have, get... <laughs> I have a
1: bone to pick with you over that See, one that, make, that right.
3: makes perfect sense to me though because it's your first time yeah right and, you, and uh, you're uh, still smitten you still got the, the, no, the hard no no no, no. We'll, we'll get
1: to it all later. right so oh, so okay. here's
0: my thing with uh with tyra So she has the affair with the businessman and uh, the traveling businessman. And you assume, or at least I was assuming that they were seniors and they play it kind of fast and loose. They didn't necessarily say that she was a senior. But when I was watching season one for the first time, I didn't know that that trick was going to happen, that they were going to keep them all around. Yeah. So I thought like um,
1: I was in the same position. I had no idea what how old they were.
0: So like a senior uh, sleeping with like a guy in his late 20s or whatever, I was like, huh. I bet, like, I mean, that happens or whatever. I didn't know of that going on in my high school or whatever. And then I came to realize that no, she was a, a sophomore at that time. So this show really is about a traveling businessman, a guy <laughs> in his like 30s who's going around raping, like, with a, 13... with a girlfriend, by the way. Right, with a girlfriend. <laughs> so yeah, that's why he breaks it off, right? Yeah, well, it's not yeah I, no, I, I have a girlfriend.
1: He bangs her and he's like, oh yeah, by the way, I got a girlfriend at home. Quick shout out, by the way. That's Mike Ross
3: of Suits fame. I didn't realize that oh, until okay. I went back and watched it. Uh, that's Suits is a good hate watch show. I was going to say, Suits is another yeah. show that
0: people say you should check it out. And I'm like, with Friday Night Lights, I was like, I I know at some point I will. With Suits, I just tell people outright, I'm not going to watch <laughs> that show. So, Which is
1: incredible. You, like you'd think that any show named Suits, you would just watch. That's up my alley.
2: <laughs> Shouts to Nine Tailors. Appreciate you. Are we going to jump right to season three when Riggins and Street buy suits in New York City together <laughs> from a sidewalk vendor? <laughs> no, we are not going ahead. Okay. We're so just so That's going stand
0: one by, just by such one. a difficult thing to do yeah. because we're gonna like when we talk about Tim for this season one thing, we have to talk about
1: you know who he is Tim. Then. You know who Tim becomes, right? But- yeah you gotta talk about, it. and so if we're gonna go if we're gonna do you have more points on Tyra because well, that I was have, just
0: a funny thing as yeah.
1: funny as something about rape could be, I guess, but <laughs> uh... well, you all right, so you were talking about like the snapshots of the characters, and so I watched it late, and I obviously knew like from my other friends who watched Friday Night Lights that Riggins was like the character of Friday Night Lights, and so I went into it like being like, oh, all right, Tim Riggins is like the main character he's gonna be like the one everybody loves. Yes. He's not a good person in season one. Bad guy. Maybe
0: the second worst person on the show in season one.
1: Like, but it didn't. But, but it didn't
0: matter. Like, of you, the main characters, you, you still loved him no matter. What Would, I was going to ask that: Did you guys like Tim Riggins right off? Oh, the yeah, bat? absolutely. He's kind
2: of like lovable. He knows he's like a bad puppy kind yeah. of. He's doing bad things, and he know he does. He means well, but he can't really
3: but like he's get never, it together. See, he's he's think never doing I never did that bad. like, wait, when it comes, Whoa, to, when it comes okay. time to test your character, he always comes through. Do so here's the first bad. time
0: he could test his character. All right, your best friend is paralyzed. <laughs> what do you do? I ignore him and fuck his girlfriend, right? <laughs> yes. Well, he, yeah, he ignored him
3: because he was he, he was he, he was like a hurt puppy. He was yeah. sad. He was mad at himself, and he couldn't bring himself to look in. And as
0: eyes. we come to find out with this character, I mean, he's a very damaged guy. Ripped, yeah. I mean, he's he's raised by a very flawed character, Billy Riggins. Um. So I understand that he's not a perfect character but i think that from what we see in season
3: one all we can assume is that he's a a, a bad guy
1: he's
0: for
3: like the first two episodes i
1: was like in
0: fact he doesn't
4: go see
3: your friend like don't stop being a dick but then when he like it's him crying and he's like i didn't even try to go play a block and i was like oh fuck this is like this is way deeper than him just being selfish like he's broken
2: and then that scene when they finally the whole team goes in there and he's the last guy (laughs) and you're like oh my god this show is like for real like the acting (laughs) is incredible like I was tearing up and I've seen it like a million times and just watching it again like oh my god and it
0: starts off the show does start off so shallow that when there is any depth to any of the characters it's varsity blues like but change out blowing a knee for getting
2: paralyzed and then it like kind of builds from there
0: I mean the, the the first episode I'm just like, wow! This is the most basic shit I've seen in my life. Like, we're playing football in Texas, but guess what? Some people are racist. <laughs> it's like, all right, I probably could have seen that coming. But yeah, as it unfolds, it uh, it, it does get you. But yeah, uh, I think that if I watched um, if I watched Friday Night Lights when I was in high school, I would have been like, oh. Tim Riggins is such a douche. I would hate that guy if I went to high school with him. But as an adult, I mean, all he really wants to do is just kind of lie around and drink beer. And as an adult, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I've been a working man long enough that
1: yeah, Tim, yeah. I see, I see what but, you're going for. But forward. that's the thing—he's a 15-year-old kid, and they're just <laughs> like he's like a 30-year-old at heart, and he's just like beaten up by life, and, <laughs> yeah. and he just wants to lay
2: around. He and, just wants to make memories. He's driving around trying to pick people up in his car and asking if they want to make memories. <laughs>
0: Did you guys get douche chills when uh, he said the Texas Forever thing? Because I was uncomfortable no, watching it the first time. That must
2: uh-huh. be like a thing that you hear about, like when you hear like a catchphrase, and you're like.
0: But like the first time you watch it, you're like, "Fuck yes!" So I, right. didn't know that. I didn't. Here's the good friends. was going be live
2: in large. Ah.
0: That part stood out to me as I was like, "Oh my god, is this really what the show is going to be?" Yeah, and it we disagree strongly yeah. on Tim Riggins. Again, though, I think you're factoring in everything else because I love Tim Riggins. No, ultimately, but even
3: that, he, like, I I never for one second thought anything <laughs> about that line other than it was awesome. I think the initial snapshot of Tim
0: is. Not not great. Hell of a the, pullback.
1: Well, I also think that, like, they really, really gra- glazed over Riggins' alcoholism in season one. Right. Yeah. Well, like, basically through the entire series. But, like, season one, they were like, you're drunk all the time. Like, showing up to practices at 9 a.m. drunk. And then he's like, all right, I got to quit. I got to clean up my life. Yep. And then that's he'll be clean for, like, one episode. And then, like, two episodes later... You'll just see him, like, casually drinking beers. So, again, it's, like,
0: it's like me with dieting. Like, <laughs> I just, like, have one good day, and then the next time you see me, it's 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 candy city. Uh, what do you guys think of... We'll get back to Riggins, but uh, with Jason Street, I actually liked him initially, but I spent most of season one being, like, he's got to die. I texted <laughs> you. I texted
1: you saying, please tell, tell me, tell he... me G- Jason Street dies at yeah. some point. <laughs>
0: he's pretty
2: annoying, I find. Um, he gets better, but... I mean, when he gets the Sanskrit tattoo that means peace on his uh, wrist and he's like, uh, he's so like, uh, I wish the show was about Herc sometimes and not Street. <laughs> Herc, Herc is rules. awesome.
3: It, it's really, really, really hard to like Street. Like, I totally actually, agree. like how, you said you liked him. So what, 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 no, what did the, you the find appealing? The first
0: appealing? episode that, that he, I mean, he's kind of polished. He seems like a good guy. Um, See, these are things I, I also, like about people. I
1: also think that it's it's just really Before he
0: gets hurt, I'm saying I'm saying like literally up until the injury. <laughs> so you
1: liked him for like twenty minutes. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying.
0: Like like right off the bat when he's talking to the kids and everything, I just think that he's like an, an upstanding guy. Um he's not like look how Smash is handling how good he is. I mean, he's talking a huge game and everything. Uh Jason is a bit more polished. I guess he just doesn't get in the way, which which I appreciate. Well, and the then th- as soon as he gets hurt, I'm like murder him
1: like his character is fine it's just like it's really hard to enjoy the storyline of somebody who gets paralyzed and then just has to like sit there and like wallow in his own misery which which i don't fault him
3: for because i would be no i I would be no totally but that's not what you want to watch on a tv show yeah Yeah.
1: so like the whole like him in the hospital and just like kind of being emotional like obviously you have to do that but it's not a storyline that I enjoyed.
2: Major red flag is that his best friend is a sophomore. Like, you know, he doesn't have any friends his own age. His best, his ride-or-die friend is that's, that's true. Is I, never a a even, I never even that's thought about that. That's some draft day shit
1: right there. Yeah. Yeah. I never even Bo thought Callahan. about that. Like, the fact that him and I guess that's probably why I thought Riggins was a senior. Right, yeah. Because he was they best friends so of the yeah. They are
2: so close. They are so
1: close. Yeah, that, that snapshot right there has got to be, like, the most hated guy in school like the perfect athlete his best friend is a sophomore and he's attached at the hip to his girlfriend
3: which i mean the one thing i will defend and this might be looking into a little too much with football you become friends with people of different ages because it's all weight restrictions and they were always tim's the bigger guy so like i can understand if they they played football together their whole lives that's a good point that is a good point um
0: how do we feel about coach taylor right off (sighs) the bat I don't think there was a second that I didn't like Coach Taylor
1: in the series. Nope. Really? Why? No, I mean, uh, there wasn't a second that I didn't like Coach Taylor. Oh, okay.
0: Well, I just said, and you were shaking your (laughs) head, and I was like, if you didn't like Coach Taylor, I'm going to... The greatest honor
3: that... And Bill Belichick's a decorated man. The greatest honor Bill Belichick's ever received is that's the only studying Coach Taylor did for this role, was he read Belichick's book. Really? Really? Is that true? He didn't know anything about football. Kyle Chandler knew nothing about football. Really, and he uh, Peter Berg was doing. He, he, I think I think Kyle Chandler even missed his audition, and then showed up at Peter Berg's apartment or, or Peter Berg's hung house, over, right? hung over on a motorcycle, and <laughs> Peter Berg was just like, "This is the guy. Like I I got to have this guy." It, he was he was he wasn't an actor, uh, or or no no no, he was an actor before. Uh, what was it? The the, the new new Flat, uh, new edition. edition. New edition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that wasn't the same story there. But uh, he showed up hungover and he was like, "Yeah, you got to be the guy." But he didn't know anything about football. So the only thing he did was he just tried to be Bill Belichick. Wow, it's awesome! Wow, and he makes succeeded. me like him even more. He's
2: just the best. Like I don't think you could find anybody um, that didn't like Coach Tate.
0: Like I would just want him in my life always. Like yeah. always. <laughs> And he and I mean obviously this is this isn't even a take. I mean he and Tammy are just, just the, the ultimate power couple. Right off the bat, too, every like way. just Straight goals. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I mean
3: I, I I love me some Tammy Taylor. I mean throughout.
0: Connie the, Britton
1: is just.
3: When Connie you talk Britton, about, that's that I don't know if any of you guys watch the OJ show, but that has been quite the juxtaposition. Is she on see, that? Oh yeah, and she, she is, is not. Tim so Taylor I watch on Nashville, that. and we've talked about this like.
0: I know Nashville has been taken away from us for some asinine reason, but go back and watch it because if it comes back, it's going to be fire and Connie fucking kills that shit.
1: Some, uh, it was actually Ryan Lambert who said, uh, when I, he said that somebody once said that calling Connie Britton a milf is like calling Jimi Hendrix a guitarist. <laughs>
2: right, yeah. <laughs> Not doing her justice. Yeah, exactly. No, she She's the best. She's like... We'll get into it later, but she's just like the moral compass of the whole... Like, she's the person that keeps even Coach Taylor straight. Like, everything revolves on Tammy, and she is, like, the perfect and person. And what's
0: what's cool is with Tammy, um, like, a lot of characters, they really stretch them out and develop them hard over the course of the series, and while you can argue that with Tammy Taylor, because, I mean, obviously, professionally, she makes leaps and bounds... She's she never really starts off as like just the coach's wife and like the stay-at-home mom. I mean, technically that's what her role is, but she's always like like you said, like kind of the moral backbone. Well, she gets of a job show. in
1: like what? Episode pretty, 1 or 2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: pretty early on. But I mean, she's never like I mean, everyone will think of that scene where she's pushing for the big house and everything, but that's yeah. the only time for a show that can be pretty shallow early on with its racism and everything that that's the only time really that they paint her as like, oh, just the wife or whatever. So, mm-hmm. Tammy Taylor's fucking
1: awesome. Um, yeah, and like, they're, they're obviously, we just said, that they're, they're like the perfect couple, but they're never annoyingly perfect. Like, right. they're like a pretty
2: really, very real couple. Yeah. That's like, that's when why people when you say, goals. say like, I don't want to watch this show. I don't like football. It's like, this show's about life. This mm-hmm. is what couples are like in life. Like, it's an actual depiction of a pretty healthy couple. They have
1: ups and they have downs. It's That's real. why I kind of really like Coach Taylor. It's like, at points, he's kind of like an asshole. Oh,
5: yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: he's kind of like a dickhead and, like, the the douchebag dad that you would hate at certain points if you were his child. But, like, he always is right, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you mentioned the racism. Yes. We should definitely get into that. The four white guys should definitely, yes, <laughs> bang out this, yeah. But did you did you all catch on that the show was like I was struck right off? The I, yeah, I mean, just exactly. when they're doing the
0: the interviews in the beginning, you're like, oh no. Well, I don't think that it's racist. I think that it like depicts, it depicts racial. It depicts like a racist town. Yeah, so it's I racial, find. and that like it's it's exploring race and how. Well, yeah. but I also
1: think that like the writing that goes into the like they wrote a couple of the biggest asshole characters were black.
0: Yeah, and like I mean. Like Smash was an absolute like tool oh, like bag the loudmouth right running off the back bat. is black yeah, yeah. and the uh, and then Voodoo the scrambling quarterback yeah. with an who won't listen to the
3: coach is well, black Saracen was the scramb- scrambling quarterback first it's S- true
0: yes that's true but uh, yeah no I'm not just saying just because it's a scrambling quarterback but like the guy who like doesn't believe in the playbook and everything and yeah and then Saracen also becomes the uh, this is again skipping ahead which we we shouldn't do but uh, he also becomes like the Wes Welker type when yeah. <laughs> you become the the, uh, the the shifty receiver. But uh, yeah, what what notes did you have on
1: on the racism, Pete? I just my notes. Literally you just know says, it was racist. Voodoo is a thug and smashes a shithead, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is like, I, I will get. Uh, Goddamn it! I don't want to skip ahead, but like, there is more racism that comes. Later on, that made me laugh out loud.
3: I never thought of it as outright racist. It, it's definitely stereotypical, but but it, like the loudmouth running back is a thing. That's yeah, that you kind of have to have that. The the golden boy white quarterback is a thing. It's kind of hard to make a show about football without those things. Mm. And I
2: thought the whole like Brian Reyes situation, like I thought that really tackled racism in yeah. like, an interesting
3: way. Well, they had to um, make
0: racism a storyline at one point. Oh and yeah, they, could, they'd been the show had been racial for so long that yeah
2: yeah no i i that was one i was like kind of dreading to like because i was like after years of not watching it thinking of the like racism brian reyes he beats up the nerd and like i was like after school specially type thing but watching it
3: again they handled it really well i thought and it was good i thought it was weird to go with mexican like as the one who who had racist like mm. i i guess this is racist like i don't even think of of the term wetback as racist because it's like so silly <laughs> like, I, I never, like, like, I hear that. I heard that on the show, and I was like, wait, they call him a what? Like, that's not stuff that you get mad at. Like, you're an idiot if you say that word, you, but it's, like, it's such a childish thing. I thought it would have been better if they if they went the N-word route. Because there's, you, if you're going to really discuss... Well, you can't, those, because it was on, what, side. on but, you, but Oh, you can, the, the the way they handled swearing <laughs> in that show was so painful. I mean, we, we we've got... wouldn't have been the first show to, discuss, like, have a guy, have him block out the N-word or, like allude to like that's what they say yeah. but like if you're gonna really like have a racism episode it's kind of weird to use a, a, a word that kind of weird to use a word that you can just say like like nbc didn't block it out it just like oh he said wetback mm. that's
0: a good point well the other time they get into the other time like racism is a central storyline is also uh without any sort of slur being used when uh is it mac who does it who, who's the coach? Yeah, yeah Mac McGill. Yeah, uh, Max. Dude, the in
2: worst it. interview. Like, he needs to learn the comment. Like, just say no comment. Like, he <laughs> right. gets backed into a corner real quick. And yeah, that's bad. He has some horrible takes on race. Yeah. I remember. In, like, I remember the
3: first time I watched it. I remember not thinking what he said was that bad. And then <laughs> and I remember we went by and saw it again two weeks ago. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Well, he yeah. was basically.
0: Well, like he was. He basically said the Ty Willingham thing, right? Which was. Remember when Ty Willingham was at Notre Dame, and he was complaining about the program, and he was like, "We can't get the black quarterback," and then it's like, <laughs> "What the fuck is that supposed to mean, the we, black quarterback?"
3: Mac went way worse, and Mac was like, "The black kids are stupid, the white kids are the smart ones, the black kids are the athletic ones, the white kids are the, the grinders." I mean, he he basically said, which is like just like and it's like saying the old guy in Texas is bas- the racist he's one. He's basically
1: like. Embodied PFT, PFT commentator's exactly satire. PFT. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
3: And it was just like, it was the grit. It was all of it. It was as racist as you can get without <laughs> outright. It was way, way more racist than than uh, what Reyes had to go through. Oh, Wait. yeah.
0: All right. We've, we've gotten into a lot of good overview stuff. We've touched on some main characters, not all of them. Uh, I feel that if we have any opinions or takes to get into them, because that will lead to a lot of stuff. I'm going to yeah. throw this out there. I think that the reason Matt Saracen wanna fucks, wants to fuck Julie is because she behaves a lot like his grandmother. Oh She's just like really unpredictable. <laughs> that is a like, fucking take. And <laughs> like when he like he goes over to like she she can't speak in the first season of the show or whatever, and she never really can. She's always kind of awkward and and squirmy and Are stuff. Are you talking like that. about Julie or Lorraine? Uh, I was talking about Julie, yeah. but I mean the fact that they're similar that kind of makes my point, right? Am I incorrect? Uh, I don't think he wants I think to, fuck, he wants to fuck
3: Julie because she's really hot. Not that <laughs> early in the show. No, she's I like think, three I th- in I the beginning of the show. Still, she's like how old? She's like five years old, I'm saying. Oh, but well, she's still I'm, 30. Who Amy T. Garden? She's like she.
0: They're all older. No,
3: no, no. I'm, uh, yeah,
0: she's hot now. I'm saying in the beginning of the show, like, did you
1: look at Julie Taylor? And yeah, I, was, when I, I first, didn't look at her. But I didn't really look at her. Well, scenes.
3: you guys are much older now. When I first watched
0: it, oh, I was right, like, fair like, enough. 18, yeah, yeah, eighteen,
1: nineteen.
3: Yeah. So, but I, I always thought Julie was really hot. Yeah. Interesting, wow. and Matt was the
0: only one that was really trying to make a play for her, though.
1: Uh, how old must she have been? Was she a freshman
0: then?
2: She was a freshman or sophomore. They bring yeah, up yeah, her age. They, a year they say
0: she's fifteen a couple of times,
2: and she has to go through the whole like driving test in season yeah. two.
5: Hmm.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Didn't look at her like, oh, she's hot until season three, maybe two yeah, or three. No,
0: she. Yeah, she. She gets there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that whole the courting and that whole relationship is
1: so awkward.
0: It's awkward, well, like, but it's great because it involve. it's about Coach Taylor as much as it's, it's about like Coach Taylor courting uh, Matt as like his next protege because he's this great quarterbacks coach as much as it is about saracen like trying to get in and he's giving saracen life advice and that whole classic
2: thing when he's like i think i just told matt saracen Mm -hmm. to get our daughter in the back seat of a car like (laughs) it's so fun and he's like trying to give him life advice he doesn't have a father and then he doesn't realize he's going after his sister would
3: that ever be an outright deal breaker like i i had a lot of coaches in my day i would never in a million years go after a coach's daughter i think that's maybe the most unrealistic storyline in the entire show yeah No, there are some unrealistic
0: stories. If she was
1: was hot enough, I would probably still go for it. I was also never a great enough athlete where, like, (laughs) if he cut me, I'd be like, oh, whatever. I'm still banging your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) You should say that. That's what you would say back to the
0: coach. Uh, Yeah, no, I would find that to be a a deal. I
3: think. I think your coach's daughter is as untouchable as like your sister. It's uh, Mm -hmm. that's you think that's you think that's so. Is that why no one else is going out? Because like like, I'm like I was saying,
0: if, if she were like. Perceived to be hot at that point, how come only the backup yeah. quarterback is going after? Well,
1: you think that's more untouchable than Riggins banging his paralyzed best friend's <laughs> girlfriend? Yeah. but here's
0: the thing the really? wild the wild card no there way. the wild card there is the people involved. I mean, Tim is a drunk. Uh, Lila Garrity, who I can't believe we haven't gotten to this yet, know, is the seriously. shittiest person on planet Earth. So, and, and
3: that thing's that's di- that's totally different too. Because first of all, they're they're people who have been best friends forever. And then there's just a lot of emotions involved in the, just like you know losing a friend, losing a boyfriend, or at least losing him as as you knew him. Whereas like he's just getting to know Julie, and like he has to he has to, that's one thing where it's like they they just kind of came to an impasse, and they just connected there. Tim and and Lila. Yeah, but they but, like, fucked
1: like, multiple like, times. Right, like yeah, they, they were in that, a relationship. Like, but once it happened, yeah. it happened.
3: With with Matt and Julie. He had to he he knew coach first, and then was like, okay, now I'm gonna go fuck this guy's daughter. Where it wasn't like they grew up together and they were always friends and they were always like part of this like weird threesome. It was like, okay, I've had this coach for two years, and now I think his daughter's hot, so now I'm gonna go fuck her. Uh,
1: in some way, that's almost worse because because <laughs> <laughs> Riggins Riggins like was like friends with Lila and obviously Street, and so like he. He had time to develop like Lila as Street's girlfriend yeah like that who is who she is his, yeah. in his mind yeah. And he
3: still made the decision. I I'm going were, to fuck they her. They were a threesome. I think they were a threesome from the first episode where they're just sitting there like
0: that. Is true with beers. the fire, yeah. Because mm. no one else is, is anyone else sitting around the fire with them at that point. I mean, other people but a, are there. But, but like, again, that,
1: that's like my point is that they've always been like, they've always had that dynamic. No,
3: yeah, I, I'm a thousand percent with you. Uh, Pete. I think that I think that dynamic is, is a little more complicated than you're giving it credit for. Like, like the, when when you well, have
1: that comes that, kind that of when triangle,
0: they when they go to well, Texas, I do. Or, I'm sorry, well, I, Mexico.
1: I do believe that like. Riggins was like in love with Lila at, at like a point. So you're saying I think at no point was he
0: in love with her. In fact, I find it unbelievable later in the series when they become like a, a hardcore couple. I think that when he's fucking her in season one, it's about his problems and like that
1: him just being damaged goods, right? And that, like dealing yeah, with honestly, it that way. That,
0: like that he won't go and see Jason, like that. I, yeah, I think that's more about how damaged he is than about him seeking and and being affectionate with with lila i do think and to move to julie and matt matt
2: realizes he i don't think matt thinks of himself as a football player when he realizes he likes julie so i don't know if he's really thinking about that when when like he's not thinking of her as the coach's daughter which riggins later brings up at the most amazing (laughs) (laughs) rose but i think he's just like hey i like julie she's like smart and awkward and cute, like me, like, and then he gets thrust into the football, like, and, and he killer. has to try and be the football player. Well, like, exactly, yeah, like that's their, what their first date
1: yep. is, like, when he was really, like, uncomfortably being a douchebag because Landry told him to be that way. Oh, gets
2: him the members-only jacket. Yeah. Landry
0: yes. is the best.
1: Landry <laughs> is,
0: again, that's the issue with this show, and I found out early in this podcast when I was trying to bounce names off people and try to elicit some, like, oh, fuck that guy, takes. I don't think that any of the main characters, other than Lila, who I think we can all agree blows, uh, is horrible. Like I love Landry, I love Coach Taylor, I love Tim Riggins. I don't like Jason Street. There but, like, aren't many, I many unlike. There aren't many unlikable I like main Landry. characters. What
3: I didn't like Landry the first time I watched it. Really? But again, it's but this is all different Breaking from Bad the ages. Yeah. Like, like so. at that point, I was like, like at that point, I was still young enough where I was like, oh, that dude's a nerd. Fuck him. <laughs> and like that's who, how I thought of, him. and he like he just annoyed me with his nerd ways. Going back and rewatching it, love Landry. But definitely the first time around, not a Landry guy. I think
0: that the Landry-Grandma-Saracen, uh, or Lorraine-Saracen, I should say, the, the Landry-Lorraine-Saracen dynamic is fantastic oh it's From amazing beginning to end she is so fucking mean to him that's the only good thing maybe that lorraine brings to the table yeah oh no i just i think lorraine
2: so i will probably qualify <gasps> many a Lorraine pe- defender yeah i love she's amazing i think she's like the best i just think she's so funny and so sweet i'm a, I'm a lorraine guy myself i Whoa. love lorraine oh yeah i think that there are probably like m- scores of people that over the course of this week, I will, like, defend as the best. And I think Lorraine is the best. Like, she's just – she's really funny. She, like, knows football. Yeah. She just
3: it has a disease – like, her a mental in, disease. Her infatuation with Coach is the cutest fucking thing in the whole oh, world. Oh, yeah. Coach Taylor's in my house. In my <laughs> house, mate. Listen. What did you say? Heavens you to well. Betsy? Heavens, she
2: to, be- Heaven's like- to Betsy. Coach <laughs> Taylor's in My house. My house. <laughs> Coach, uh, Coach Eric Taylor is I live and breathe. She also says that. She says stuff like that. I, I'm a big Lorraine fan. I do think that it's funny that Landry thinks she's a witch and she hates Landry. Like that is really funny. Right.
0: She I gets d- drunk with Tyra and Mindy and all that crew. Like, That's true. I just, wow, I didn't think that I would be the lone, um, or I didn't think there would be multiple Lorraine defenders. How do you feel about uh, Grandma Saracen?
1: Hater. Right, wow. so, so Pete we're just at an impact for a second.
0: I, dude, and I was fighting these guys a... off by myself, and I was like, I need Pete. I need Pete. Hater. Oh. yeah. She's
1: the worst character on the show for me.
3: I'm also this might be I have been <laughs> I feel like this is almost like uh, ableism, the way you two were, uh, I well, I think it had more has more to do with her disease rather than the fact that Oh
5: she
0: no, old. for me for me like, so like I hate the mother in the Sopranos. I I was so happy when she died. Um, I don't like Lorraine Saracen. I was actually... this is. I can true. understand
1: why that was coming off that way. I, my two least favorite characters right. in season <laughs> yeah. one, Jason Both Street. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, the
3: paralyzed guy and the, and the delay with dementia? Fuck, <laughs> oh, they're yeah. the worst.
1: <laughs> why can't they be normal and good at football? <laughs> just put all normal people in the show.
3: Yeah, no, I, I just...
0: I thought that every time shit popped up with Lorraine, it was at the wrong time, which I know that's like, it's
1: a drama <laughs> show and that's the way it's supposed
0: to happen, but every time she would have a little flip out I'd be like, fuck, not it now, was, Lorraine. It was, like, well, it was
1: like, it felt like a crutch for the writers to be like, oh, we need something to get fucked up at this point in time. Let's well, make Lorraine do well, something. Well, Sar- Saracen's grandmother sucks. Mm-hmm. We'll just have her have an episode. Yeah, I was telling these guys, I think
0: the only uh, redeeming thing about Lorraine is that she shits on Landry so much, and that yeah, is perfect. True. That is like you need to stop hanging out. Like I think her one of her, fir- was like, it her first was You're an ugly looking e- boys? What you <laughs> are or something? No, I think her
1: first episode in the entire <laughs> series was you need to get a new best friend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's <laughs> we're great.
2: Ourselves into like I think blurry. you guys are like yeah you're all saying positive. Everything you're saying is in the positive column. No, yeah, I gonna...
1: think I think that she truly gets bad later on in the series. No. Like,
0: we're going to bring up Lorraine no. in every at every uh, episode of, of this week.
3: Kind of have our Lorraine heat check where we right. stand with her. Season <laughs> yes. one, good.
0: Yes, exactly.
3: Um, and she's so... Because I honestly, my first time watching it, I was not a big Saracen guy. And I, I think she's so important. I think that at the time, it the, at the age at which you watch Friday Night Lights is very important. Because me yeah. and Jeff are pretty agree, much on yeah. the same page at everything. I'm uh, not a big Saracen guy at at first. There, so he like l- literally has
1: like a social disorder for sure.
3: But she's she's, I think she's probably the most important piece to his character, more so than the football, more so than Julie. I think like his grandma is the most important part of his character.
0: So how tall is Zach Guilford? We should look that up because that's one thing that irked me about. And I know that in in high school football it's different, but uh, Saracen seemed so short. That I was like, there's no way he's going to be an effective quarterback. Not in Texas, where like th- there's actual like like the average high school quarterback. Play- yeah, right. <laughs> the actual high school team you're playing against is going to have like a strong defensive line, and it's like actually going to be hard to get
3: the ball. That's over why there. Johnny Manziel based his game on him. Did he? <laughs> I
0: was going to well, like, when well, you like, one, one of his, his first the, passes the One of the first it, passes They're very comparable am going to say shit. it out loud? Yeah. They're
1: very comparable players One of the first passes That Saracen threw Was off the back Of That's one right. of his helmets so, his offensive line. Zach Guilford
0: is 5'8. Give me a fucking break with that shit. All right? It's like, like, me being a quarterback. Right. Okay. Go play corner. Okay. <laughs> like, is
3: there a single actor? Every time this fucking happens, is there a single actor in Hollywood over 5'10? Like, it's insane. <laughs> only <laughs> Ben Affleck, every I think. I think Ben time. Affleck's
0: right. the only Vince Vaughn. That's when, yeah. when, when, when everyone was like, oh, they're doing the John Scott movie. Who should play him? And they're like, oh, Lee Schreiber uh, or Vince Vaughn or fuck. Uh, nobody else. Those are the <laughs> only two tall people. Well, that goes to, well,
2: related how does the like promising team in texas high school football they have recruit they have like espn coming out and how do, news they, not coverage. Have a how do they not have a backup quarterback who isn't like functionally like a deadbeat like he, <laughs> he can't throw he can't do anything he just fucks up his way into wins
1: yeah well, i guess the only way that angle works is when you have like the next like stud right where like they we're literally not thinking about backup quarterback whatsoever. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No, that's a good point. And they didn't have, again, to jump ahead, like J.D. McCoy would be like yeah. a good example of like, you know, a guy waiting in the wings. Somebody.
3: I loved J.D. McCoy. Oh, fuck. We can't. You can't talk about it Also, yet, in a couple JD days, McCoy. we're going to talk about
0: how I love <laughs> J.D. McCoy as him? a player.
3: Um, <laughs> you, I'm going to give you the crown for the bad takes of the episode. We're probably like halfway through this one. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. You, um, you have not said one good thing I agree with yet. This is the opposite of the Bieber episode. <laughs> yeah. So far, uh, you hate
2: Lorraine. You feel that um, Ju- Matt is fucking Julie because he thinks it's a proxy for his <laughs> grandmother. I you think there are some and similarities there. That's all. hate J.D.
0: McCoy. All right. So, I mean, you, know you, what, so you know what, Fidelberg? <laughs> Let's agree. Let's get on the same page and turn the conversation to Lila Garrity. Because here's the thing. We both watch... I, I think that your thing of when you watch the show... Uh, Plays a big factor yeah. into how you feel about certain characters. As an ad- as an adult watching Friday Night Lights for the first time, there's again, it was n- within the last like year or two. There's no way you can like Lila There was Garity. no redeeming quality about
1: Lila Garrity. At no
0: point did I was I like, oh, Lila, yeah. So, I-
1: Alright, so, right, so let's start this off by saying, when I was watching, when I was going through the first time, I texted you, John, because I, I don't know if we established that we were going to do the podcast at this point, but I texted you saying that Lila Garrity fucking sucks. And you responded by saying, we're going to throw hands. Which obviously implies that you are a big Lila Garrity but he fan. But w- you wrote a blog I, like I had, a week no,
3: ago. When you had texted that, I hadn't started my rewatching yet. So oh. the only time I'd really experienced Lila Garrity season one was as an 18-year-old kid. Laying in his college bed, watching this show and hot girl. and, and, I, and I preface lose. my I
1: preface my statement by saying, I'm so torn on Lila Lagarity because I love Minka Kelly, but her character sucks so much. she's she's the worst. She is the uh, eighteen year old me was
3: obsessed with her I thought she was perfect like she you guys well, she was Mega yeah, Kelly was, was like one of no, the hottest no but she was the girl I wanted to marry I had like this idea in my head where like, I, I had really blocked out all the bad parts of her I was like she's there for her man she stays by his bedside until she fucks his friend like <laughs> right. a day later <laughs> yeah. and then but, like, I blocked that part out and then it was like I love how you know she, she's a good church girl like that's the worst thing in the world to me now. Right. <laughs> and, yep. Yeah. And when I then I was obsessed with I, I I thought everything was so great. And going back and rewatching it, it was just like it, it was a real glass shatters moment all
0: of it. Her character was so bad that I ended up looking for things about her that I didn't like because I mean physically, Minka Kelly is stunning. And at that age, just like that's like the, that's the prime of her life. Yeah. Physically. And it got to the point like I've seen Minka Kelly in a million things, and I've never thought I hate Minka Kelly's voice. But when I a few episodes into that her show, voice, I was like, her "Lila was, Garrity's voice, fucking shut! Yes. I hate this. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't hear I her was the voice in anymore." In that exact same but position. But again, I'd seen her in a million things before then, and I would never thought
3: in a million years I don't like Minka. Well,
0: Kelly's because it voice. was
1: always like, "Jason, we're gonna be fine. You're gonna right. walk again." Right.
3: That would I would throw that girl out <laughs> the window. Like I would my, my break my broken back would heal itself. <laughs> just so I could throw her out the window. Like, she, like, you know how like how parents can like lift cars? And oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have such a rush of adrenaline that my broken back would fix, and I would throw her to her death if she just kept <laughs> being so fucking positive and being like, Yo, you're gonna, everything's going to be fine. We're going to walk. Like, do you not know how, like, what, a, what a fucking doctor says? Do you not know what a vertebrae <laughs> is? Like, that shit is never right. happening, lady. Like and You're, she, you're she, a high school student in Texas. You're <laughs> obviously not as <laughs> yeah,
0: smart
2: she's as not a doctor. Qualified. Yeah, she treats the hospital workers like shit. Yeah. She's, like, yeah. you know, she's like, like, hey, come help me hang up this banner.
1: <laughs> I yeah. love, there was one. There was one scene. Oh yeah, that's what
0: we were just yeah, we were just about to
1: say. We need <laughs> to I'm a hang up fucking a fucking brain surgeon. Yeah. I'm <laughs> h- helping you hang there up was, a banner. Uh,
3: there was one scene where she uh, she says, "Have you heard of DJ Bean?" Let's say, and uh, he's like, "Well, well, he's a guy who broke his back and ended up being healed again." <laughs> right, right. She's like, I'm pretty surprised you haven't heard of this, seeing as you know it's your profession. He's like, "I'm an oncology and was just like walking by this door." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's. I feel the same way. I didn't re- on the rewatch because it's been a while
2: for season one i was my impression before was like she's been through a lot like she gets like so much crap has happened to her like she but she's just from the jump she is just awful and she (laughs) is mean she has like a weird crying turned into makeout with tim riggins which turns into sex which happens a lot on this show by the way i didn't realize how many times like crying turns into hooking up
0: very quickly yeah oh like
2: instantly and on this show happens a lot and then she's just terrible my wife uh joined me and watched some episodes and when street proposed she just started booing and like just <laughs> threw something it was like oh the two of them well
1: The the real breaking point for me for lila was and I'm can't, i can't believe it, it even made it this long but the point where jason went to the quad rugby camp for yeah. the, the olympic tryouts mm-hmm. and then lila came and visited him because she was like jealous that he was up there by himself and then flipped out on, like, the girl at the party. Yeah, she was super mean, the tattoo artist. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well,
3: see, this is one thing I've discovered. As we say all these things that we hated about her, and there's always another person involved in it, like, we hate that she fucked Tim, but I don't really care that Tim fucked her. It's a double standard. I was going going to bring that
0: up, actually. Uh, Who is worse for doing that? I mean, I think that everyone thinks uh, automatically it's Lila because that's your boyfriend or whatever. But I mean, the bond between a boyfriend and girlfriend is just sex away from the bond between um, a guy and his best friend, especially at that age. Like I have, like, best it's worse. And it's stuff. It's worse
1: for a best friend to bang his paralyzed friend's girlfriend. Yeah. So you're than it is other, for okay, the girlfriend yeah. because, like, Tim Riggins. And you'd assume they were like,
0: close longer
1: than. Like they were the thing, dating. the thing about Lila Garrity and her boyfriend being paralyzed. Is she's like, "Oh fuck! Like my boyfriend is paralyzed. My star athlete boyfriend is paralyzed. Like I may never have sex again. And like this is like this sucks. And like it's awful." Tim Riggins, if he wanted to have sex, he could go out and have yeah. sex with anybody he wanted to to forget his friend. But well, I Instead think he the, bangs his, girlf- his had to, no, had to girlfriend. No, it's not his girlfriend.
3: I think the uh, the other side of this, the reason I don't care that much that it was Tim, is because one, you, it's clear how broken he is and how he's like he's really messed up about this whole thing. Whereas Lila is still in the hospital every day, being like, "I love you, we're gonna be together forever," he's like, he like can't look his friend in the eye already, and that that there's already she's
1: like laying on his on Jason's
3: trying to give him hands. yeah,
1: and And going home and fucking.
3: There's like, there's like, like Tim, Tim, there's already something missing from his soul. Whereas in her character, it doesn't really appear to be like she hasn't given up on that. Whereas mm. he like doesn't even really see Jason as a friend at the moment. She's still with him every day trying to give him hand jobs until the doctors say he can't come because it, it would create a backup, which yeah. I thought was one of the most gruesome things I've ever heard in my life. But that that line really stuck out to me. It was like, wait, he can't come because of, like go back into him and <laughs> Just keep going. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. (laughs) I
0: I like to see you talk your way through this. (laughs) So
2: I was looking for kind of like trivia and casting rumors about this. I don't know if you guys saw, but the two that were out there were related to Lila and Tyra. So Lila was going to be Emmy Rossum and Tyra was going to be Lindsay Lohan. Would that change your opinions on the characters at all?
0: I think it would for me definitely, at least in... One case in the case of Tyra, yeah, yeah. I mean, I loved Tyra, um, even when she's kind of catty in the beginning of the series, yeah, you, you could tell that if the show was going to last long, there was going to end up being more to her than that. Um, uh, just on a small note, I'm pretty sure that her tattoos come and go over the course <laughs> of the show. I don't know, if, did you guys ever notice, I that? notice that? Like, no. a lot of times, like, sometimes she'll have a tramp stamp and sometimes she won't. And yeah, like her like arm tattoos and everything, they, they kind of come and go, but yeah, was, I love Tyra's character. It was very
1: hard to figure out Tyra's character for like a while in the first yeah. season because yeah. she would be like Tim's boyfriend and she would be like a, like a good complicated person with right. like pretty decent intentions. And then she would like fuck smash yeah. and like, she was all over the place really.
0: Yeah. I li- I liked, uh, Tyra and as it relates to, uh, Lila Garrity. I thought that the, the storyline between those two where they're kind of enemies in the same social circle and then end up coming together. I mean, the, the ride to state for me is, <laughs> that is just Unbelievable. like perfect. That's one of the better scenes. We were t- mentioned earlier that, uh, drinking with Lorraine Saracen, that was, that was great. Landry's usually a good point for any sort of like improv and or he's anything right, like that. That's there. right. He's so Landry's yeah. like the, the only guy there for that. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Um, what did you guys think of of
1: Tyra just initially? She was hot. <laughs> that was my initial impression. Nice. <laughs> I was like, yeah.
0: No, 24 it's like or twenty five year old Pete watching this. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, nice. <laughs>
1: oh, hot girl. Wait till I tell the fellas about this. <laughs> I don't know. That was like that was, ba- but that's basically all she was in in season. No, like one. I mean,
0: I'll I'll take. I mean, pound for pound, I'll take. Tyra over
1: Lila every right, day the week. So, this is what I was thinking. The Mary fuck kill for season one.
0: Ooh, we've got to do this. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's Tyra. So, for season one, I would do Tyra, Lila, and Connie Britton and Tammy. So, because I didn't view it's like you either have to replace Tammy with Julie.
0: This is so easy. This is so yeah, easy. Yeah. Th- it's pretty easy. So, for my, me. so first thing, before I even have the opportunity to have sex with one of these lovely ladies, I am killing uh, <laughs> <I'm> killing Lila, <laughs> Lila Garrity. First yeah. things first, get her out of the picture. Uh, I marry Tyra. Wow, uh, that's a curveball. And I fuck Tammy Taylor. Because wow. if, if I know that I can only have one sexual experience with Tammy Taylor, that's going <laughs> to fucking
1: count. I mean, that's going to... Yeah, but if you ma- the the implication is that if you marry her, you get to have sexual in- intercourse with her all the time, right? But I if you have to have sex with, some- have sex it, with like somebody. knowing that you can to- only
0: do it once with them. Then that's just gonna pop and be sensational. That's
3: that's not my reasoning, mind. My reasoning is I don't want to marry to a fifty year old lady. I would if it's if it's Tammy Taylor. I would. No, it's
0: twenty seven year old DJ uh, would. Yeah, thousand,
1: I'm thousand percent marrying Tammy Taylor and fucking tyra
0: i mean either way you can't go wrong tyra Those is are great tyra scenarios. is
1: like the definition of the f in mary fuck Hill.
0: yeah no that's the thing Tyra's so complicated like i think that i i would argue with tyra we would we would go weeks without speaking to each other at points yeah. and that's like what i want tyra would be every girlfriend <laughs> i've
3: ever had it's awesome yeah. it's wild yeah. like I, I
0: i want like a little bit of hatred there that's never going to happen with tammy taylor I think you have skewed views on what marriage is, DJ. I'm, like,
2: really worried about you.
1: Pete, I'm with you. Okay. That's how you know Jeff's in a good marriage. Yeah, right, right yeah. I was going to
2: say, well, yeah, that's because you're happy. So I'm like the Billy Riggins of the group. I'm a little bit older. I can give you some sage advice. And nah. I love
0: Billy. Should we give it away at this point? We're talking to Billy Riggins in, yes, uh, in for the, for the season episode. four episode. So that's going to be awesome because I love Billy Riggins.
1: So I, I feel like we've hit on very, like, basic... Over like yeah. overarching yes. themes right now. Do we have any like specific plot points that we want to talk about for season one?
3: Uh, what about the voodoo plot point? Hated odd. it. Really didn't like it. Hated it. Hated voodoo. Hated that whole well, that whole situation there. Well, they had to throw some sort of speed bump at Saracen. And, yeah. No, right? definitely. I get it. I don't. I, I get it. I was just. I th- I thought voodoo had the potential to be such a great villain. I th- and then he kind of just he just comes so and goes. Bland. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and like they kind of kept it like really cloudy, where it's like at points you thought Voodoo was going to come through and be like a team player f- for them. Uh, and then there are other points where you're just like, this guy is just like they're trying to make him a villain. And then you know that they're going to meet him later on in the right, state championship. But they didn't
3: even have good, like they, they could have done a much better build up to that game.
1: Where the state championship? Where it was,
3: yeah, was,
0: it was it, actually pretty much presented as like an afterthought that like, oh, like, the oh, way, oh yeah voodoo's on that team yeah. right it wasn't yeah. they there wasn't
1: and there was much. no moment in the game where it was like voodoo is the quarterback and like f- fucking them up or anything like that, like there That's was right, yeah, there was no real aspect of voodoo in the championship game,
2: hmm. no, first half he took over, and then it was yeah. just over to me, a plot that I didn't like was um the lawsuit against coach Taylor. That oh, one yeah. I just kind of
3: like. I was like, whatever. See, I don't need I, that. I, I, I like that, really. that, that. that kept my interest. Yeah. And and, and it's it, it's such a real thing. Like that happens all the That's time. That's true. That's like, even, even going on with like denna Lang right now. Like where she's suing mm. the Patriots yep. and the Crafts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's not really a thing. It's not a personal thing at all. It's just like it's like pretty much what you have to do to get the insurance right. companies to pay. Yeah, it's true. And I, I I'm sure like everyone who's ever been paralyzed in, on a field or in a game had to go through something like that. So I I like that. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, what do we think of uh, Waverly? Because uh,
0: we haven't talked much about Smash's relationships. Uh, Smash smashes Tyra until my favorite character on the show, or one of them, I should say, uh, Karina Williams, comes in and breaks it up. Uh, but he has the relationship with Waverly, who is the daughter of the preacher?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's like... I. You know how you said that, like the snippet that you get in the first episode in the pilot is what they are. Is yeah. what they are. That's that's completely the opposite. That's for where Smash. they develop Smash. Yeah. yeah,
2: I agree. Yeah, Smash has lots of ups and downs. He's, I mean, God, he is the brash guy. He's too small. He gets on roids. Yeah. He's humble. I, I'm not a fan of the Smash steroids. That was one I was dreading rewatching, but they kind of handled it well. I mean, his mom. They didn't drag it out. They didn't Again, drag the law, it out. But
0: like, like with the lawsuit thing, I mean, it's just so relevant that uh, to not include it would. I be... I did kind of laugh at
1: the fact that he, like he did steroids and then like two weeks later he was he like cut like a second off of his forty time. Yeah, <laughs> like well, he like showed up to practice two weeks later and they were like, holy shit, what's up with this guy? Like I steroids loved, don't work that quickly.
3: I loved Smash's dealer. Like that chick was oh, yeah. got, like, a huge. In, I don't even know where Dillon, Texas was. It was it West Texas. Uh, it doesn't exist. Does East. it? It's it, not a real. It doesn't exist. Yeah, it's, it's kind of supposed
2: town. to be like Odessa, which is like some oil. T- I think that's West Texas. Yeah.
3: But the the bodybuilding chick who <laughs> just works out at some shitty gym. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, okay, that's this like like where they have the when when uh, Smash's mom goes nuts and she's like, where'd you get this? Where Everyone, Everyone knows. knows where you get the oh, steroids Rhonda. from. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> Just the fact that you can like walk into a gym and be like, "All right, that person is the one in here that's got the steroids," <laughs> and she's the manager. They go into her office, yeah, and that's yeah. where yeah. she gets pretty. Is this incredible. season
0: one or two? Yeah, season one. One, season one
3: steroids. Oh, okay. So I was, I was also sitting he has like because... a heart attack. Like, uh, is that like a side effect? of yeah. steroids. That's, that's and nosebleeds, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. He the gets the thing. acne, which is yeah, obviously a pretty publicized side effect of steroids. Heart attacks, I don't hear about too much.
0: No, I don't I know much. I actually
3: wondered. The, so the first time watching, um, and again, it's because I yeah. watched
0: it as an adult. You have the wisdom of maybe knowledge that has come out since then. I was wondering if that was going to be like the storyline was going to be that like he becomes suicidal or something like that because that obviously happens so much with high yeah. schoolers taking steroids that I was actually waiting for that to happen and I was obviously psyched that it didn't because Smash <laughs> was a great uh, was a great character with him because. Like, with Saracen and um, especially Tim Riggins, they had so much to work with, so much time to work with. And with Smash, I don't know when they decided that it was going to be a lot more concentrated, that he was going to be pretty much one through three and then out of there. I think that, I mean, I can't wait to get into the season two discussion because the the depth and the strides they make with his character are awesome. But uh, back to Waverly. Uh, he yeah, fucks we- a girl with like really bad issues, and then just totally drops her. Well, she says,
2: "I don't want to get, I don't want to interrupt with state. Like, have fun." And then she's like never seen again. Yeah, they get rid of her, and they
3: do that a lot. They do, oh, like, yeah, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. So this and happens has with has a lot yeah. of characters, who just like. Oh, yeah, they were in this show because yep. they never really have a goodbye. It's just like slip them out the back door. Yep. Yeah. So I wonder is that a Friday Night Lights thing
0: or is that a smash thing as it relates to, to, to like getting rid of Waverly? Could have been a writer's strike. Anything
2: between season one and two, like and yeah. two and three, like you never know. It could be contract disputes or writer's yeah. strike or maybe she wasn't working. I don't know. I never Waverly kind of drove me crazy. Well, I, thought I didn't was, really care about her yeah. ever.
0: Well, I thought yeah. it was important, Pete, as you said, uh, with like how they probably do a little bit more with smash's character than they in season one than they they do with the other ones in season one that they actually give him a relationship because they have one like kind of budding relationship with uh saracen and julie they've got tim fucking everybody everybody immediately hates the only other relationship in the show among the high schoolers which is um lila and jason
1: street so like giving one of those characters
0: an actual girlfriend and I
1: thought it was big for Smash's character because it kind of grounded him because he was like
0: all he was over all over place, every
1: yeah. girl in the beginning half of the series and like that's the the arc of of Smash's character is that he becomes a more grounded humble I honestly person. Never even really thought of
3: them as like dating dating steady. Really? Did I did I miss it? Did I think I, so. I mean, yeah, I remember yeah, the there for it was like and the stuff. one where like she would, they're crying on the floor together. But, like that was yeah. the only like really emotional moment I saw them share. Aside from that, it was like almost like him courting her and her being crazy.
2: Hmm. Yeah, they kind of they never. I don't know if they made it like official, but it was kind of like in and out. And then he was like super like they feel like would disappear for like an episode and a half too and then they come
3: back they never really explored that one right as much i as I, I, I i did i did you guys are both like oh they gave him a girlfriend i didn't think of it as i i saw they gave him uh a lot of well, mountain to climb well, think, something something yeah to overcome, well i think that's
1: but. like a big part of it too is that like smash was just having sex with anybody who wanted to have sex with him and like he found like, this girl who they, was making it who wanted was playing hard to get and he was going after her right That he actually care was about like pursuing her yeah yeah. Um. um well I was going to ask what the what your thoughts were on Buddy Garrity from oh, the yeah. jump. I like Buddy Garri- Buddy Garrity as a character. I think that's like the the I think Buddy Garrity like encapsulates everything that is Texas football.
2: Yeah, he's like a cartoon character like come to life. He's so funny like both intentionally and unintentionally. Yeah. He's also super horrible. Like, he's a horrible person. horrible person. person. Right. Bad dad. There are no good dads on the show other than Coach Taylor. Uh, bad dad alert. Uh, but he is... Uh, he's just entertaining. And, like, he's a great character.
1: And I think I think in season one, more than the other seasons, like, they really kind of embrace the fact that Buddy Garrity is, like, not a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, think they have him
0: cheat on his I wife. I think they...
1: that he becomes... Because he's a bad person, but they like that's what they paint him as in the show. People like people liked Buddy Garrity, yeah, and so for that reason, they had to find a way to keep him in the show later. And then they kind of tried to make him like, oh, he's misunderstood or whatever. But like, no, he's a bad person, but he's a good character to have in the show.
0: Yeah, and also just because um, Coach Taylor needs somebody from the school who's going to be a pain in his ass the entire show and like who
1: better than like the king of the boosters and like like, he needs a boss right which buddy garrity like isn't like technically his boss but he's the lead booster he needs coach taylor needs to answer to somebody right or like a lead liaison between
0: him and the school
3: i would argue that buddy garrity is potentially like the realest character in the show as far as like, if you went down to Texas, which one of those people? in the show yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, oh yeah. It's Buddy Garrity. That's yeah. what I'm.
1: That's why. I, that's what I meant by like he encapsulates Texas high yeah. school football. Like that's his life, and it's so his perspective on life is so skewed, just towards high school football. Yeah, more and important than his family. Yeah. Like
0: more important than anything. Right. I think that it points in the show. I mean, like I never uh disliked buddy garrity like i i was definitely cognizant of the fact that some of his storylines were kind of forced just to keep buddy garrity in the loop but i never really minded that like
1: i will say that there is absolutely no way that he would ever produce lila garrity right he is like one of the ugliest people although uh, Pam pam garrity is a nice Pan looking is like lady
0: good yeah
1: but like you would think that like if he produces Lala Garrity, she's gonna take on some of his features. Yeah, like she, like he would produce well, she's like a, the female sucks version sucks of Buddy Junior. Yeah. Like which was we'll yes. hilarious. Uh, like I I texted DJ. I think I wrote down exactly what I texted him. I said uh, Buddy. I G- do that too. Whenever I text you, I write it in the diary. <laughs> like, today, I- <laughs> Buddy Garrett's face looks like a puckered asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that was it. Which is so true. So yeah. Uh, Whenever I think of
0: Buddy, and this is, again, we're jumping ahead, but when he's like, how about we we have the coyotes (laughs) with the (laughs) steak?
2: He does, like, two terrible things in the course of the show, and the rest he's kind of like comic misunderstandings.
1: What are your two terrible <laughs> things? Was cheat on his wife. Cheat
2: on his wife and give away Lila's college fund. Yeah, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's, that's, yes. a,
3: that's a terrible... <laughs> we'll get to yeah. that I, later. Think, I honestly think as far as in real life, yes, if it happened to me or if someone I know did it, it would be terrible. Like I, On television shows nowadays, I don't even think of cheating as like being that terrible. Like That's a pretty... normal. It's. I mean, what are, what are the statistics? Something that like, some people it, do. It, most yeah. people do it. <laughs> like, it's happened with most relationships, so it's almost like a normal thing for a character. It's becoming a line. recurring
1: theme for you, like that's fine. Tim Riggins bangs his paralyzed best friend's girlfriend. Whatever.
3: I guess. I, I guess I didn't. I do think it's a problem with Lila. So yeah, this is more of the sexism coming out of me. <laughs> it's It wasn't really a big deal when Buddy does it. Lila, I'm not crazy about her doing <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Uh, any other central plot points? Uh,
3: I mean F- football
0: to me. Yeah, I was going to say like getting into the football thing, how realistic do we find it that after one uh year on the job, coach Taylor uh goes to a is recruited by a legitimate school that, which as we were discussing in the football That's a realistic episode, point
1: that you want to make, not the fact that like his star quarterback goes down well, and they replace him with like a we already, like we a already
0: touched on that that like But like that's the Bozo not realistic. That they had a, right. Um but I'm just saying like as far as like, would TMU, which is basically SMU I was or actually, TCU, not I was actually have a better option? Thinking
1: than... about that today because I rewatched season or uh, episode one today, I didn't pick up on the fact that Coach Taylor, that was his first year coaching a, a right. football team. Yes. Right. Well, and he but, said well he says that he has been a head working
3: coach. with uh, Jason. He was preview. a quarterback. That's coach. what I was gonna say. That's why that's why I think that's totally believable. Because he was recruited to TCU as QB coach. He had just that's created oh, so yeah. that's he's true, Jason yeah. Street, he, just
0: groomed Jason
1: so Street, that's part of and it, then yeah. he had just
3: in one year he had just turned Matt Saracen into a state champion. I thought, okay. that, I thought yeah. that
1: part was re- packaged really confusingly. Like it really seemed like TMU was recruiting him as the head coach.
0: Oh no, no, no. They made it pretty clear that he was gonna be a quarterback's coach. But I was on the subject of confusion don't they present it as though the family is kind of relocating to Dylan um, in the beginning of the season? And they make a lot of mention of how they move around for his job and stuff like that. So then, what, did Jason just move there as
2: yeah, well? Like, is this is point. a package deal? Like, were they in Seattle? Did they say they are in Seattle at some point? I, couldn't uh, I don't know, but it
1: seemed like he was really like taken aback by how seriously they took the high school football
2: yeah, maybe he was isolated yes, from it as a coach, right.
1: uh, because
2: yeah, then people started throwing rocks through his yeah. bricks through his windows and coming up to him. He was getting harassed. Like Julie, we got harassed at the Alamo Freeze, mm-hmm. all that stuff. The and Alamo and Freeze, and also, by the way. In
1: like one of the first episodes, they show they showed them like looking for a house, yep. and I also think that kind of like right, throws yeah. a kink where it's like, oh, they just moved here, they're looking for a new house. Right.
0: And I mean, maybe that f- feeds into we were talking about how come no one else is making a play for Julie. Maybe they just fucking didn't know she existed. She it's just true. got there. She's the yeah. new kid. So maybe that could happen. Uh, you mentioned the Alamo freeze. Uh, Saracen is a badass there. I mean, he like pretty much runs shit there. That's probably like where he gets his leadership skills. He ends up basically guiding an older Smash Williams as like a person. So for
2: a show that whores itself out to like Applebee's. Well, I was going yeah. to say teen driving <laughs> PSAs like, for that, like, that's All so are- obviously a Dairy Queen. Like, just fucking say it's Dairy Queen. Like, why do you hold Dairy Queen holy? It's got to be the Alamo Freeze. Like, every other thing, they're like, Applebee's, everything. That's I a think I think
1: the Applebee's angle to season one is hilarious. Oh it's yeah. just like that's the only restaurant well, in town. A, well, and it like-
3: actually, it plays up. uh
1: well, the like the, the small town that is, yeah, right? No, I, like, yeah. I agree. The Applebee's
3: is like a landmark. Like, I, like no, honey, I, get, get your fancy clothes re, on tonight. We I, go to Applebee's. No, Day. it's right, like, exactly.
1: It's, that's exactly what it is. Like, Coach Taylor and Tammy go there for, like, their dates. Yeah. Right. Like, that's their night out is at Applebee's.
2: Everyone is constantly eating at the same place yep. at the same time. It's always, like, 50 people from the team in the diner or, yep. like, every booster and the mayor at Applebee's it's Your it's mayor. very convenient I love yeah. Mayor Rodell uh, <laughs> yeah. she's great
3: that her being a lesbian was a weird
2: that weird was a weird. they just kind of like intent for some reason like they were like Coach was uncool with it or something. Yet,
0: so they needed to like throw something in there. <laughs>
2: they have been, I mean, to jump, is going to jump ahead, but like the gay assistant coach that worked at Sears that they never
1: really followed. He was great. Followed, so, like, but he was I'd awesome be, too. So, but they. Like,
0: real talk, not to jump ahead too much, I'd be friends
3: with that guy in real life. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, that, that person is the type of person I'd be friends with.
1: <laughs> We're going to have to get this out. <laughs> We're yeah. not going to get to this right now. Yeah.
3: Um, I don't like people complaining about last second touchdowns. It's, okay. Well,
1: all right. That's what. Uh, I, knew,
3: I, I I, I could about. tell you were really toeing the line on that one. I like the last second touchdowns. I don't need it to be fucking real, very realistic football games for me to enjoy it. It's the last five minutes. There's a lot of other moving parts. You squeeze the game into the last five or ten minutes. That always makes my nipples hard every single time. <laughs> the and last, the, the last like play, I'm always like, Whoa, what's going to happen? Even though I know what's going to happen, but I still love it. I, well, fact, I, I still think that, that they
1: could package it differently, where like they score a last second touchdown, but it's in like the last minute. And right, and then th- like they always score as the time expires. Right,
0: like they could score. I know what you're saying, and then like get a defensive stop yeah. and the game ends, and you're still like, okay, we and won because of that drive. Yeah, it's yeah. like
1: football is easy enough to be, to like recreate like the intensity, right? Where it's like there's an unknown aspect. Well, I
0: mean, you gotta remember. So the show is a drama. It's based around a
1: sport. They're going, yeah, to make the, 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 the outcome they, they of the have a walk as off as touchdown, touchdown yeah. which is super multiple un-rare. times, yeah, <laughs> right. super rare, and they have like. Almost every win that they have is a walk-off touchdown. Yeah,
2: I printed out the scores, which are available <laughs> <No>. <laughs> online, uh, and nine of 13 games are decided by less than a touchdown. Why did you have to print them? Oh, because I didn't want to write them down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just, amazing. Like, it's the amazing that you can no, I mean, find those online. Yeah, I mean, they're on, they're online. but um, Nine the one of thing 13 that, in? Uh, less than a touchdown. Is in that season like, one. season oh, one, Only in season yeah. one? Oh, wow. yeah, yeah. And the, the, I, I do think I've seen more, like, touchdowns of people leaping into the end zone than ever before in any season of nfl like <laughs> there, everyone constantly like leaping over the goal there would line be so
0: many knee injuries
1: in that yeah. show every if play realistic.
2: is like the kevin dyson like super bowl play like even <laughs> yeah, getting yeah. on either side of the goal line right uh oh boy and right. also
1: the fact that it's also hilarious that in saracen's first game where he comes in and, and replaces street and like he can't make a goddamn throw for JP his Lossman. life he's throwing his th- throwing passes off the the back of his lineman's helmet and then in the, the last second he throws like a 60 yard touchdown bomb
0: right which and again sorry we should just not even point out when we jump ahead because we're gonna fucking do it so guys <laughs> you're gonna hear a lot of jumping ahead uh oh, people ending. really wanted to listen to a five episode friday night
2: lights yeah. full series thing without knowing the right, knowing what yeah, right. <laughs> like I, this is how i want to experience i this don't show. know what <laughs>
0: happens <laughs> Yeah, but the the knock against Matt is that he can't throw the ball. And the first thing that he does... Is, like, even when he wins, they're like, he's a system quarterback. Uh, when J.D. McCoy Coach Taylor in, says that right, he, like, tells, he can't throw. He
1: tells Street, he throws like a girl. Right. <laughs> That's um, a direct quote. Which they needed to add sexism into
0: the show because <laughs> they they had every other thing. But, yeah, like, the thing about Saracen is he's accurate and he's somewhat mobile, maybe like a Matt Castle type, but he can't throw. He doesn't have a big arm. The first thing we see from him
3: is a bomb.
0: cannon. Yeah,
3: so. adrenaline, man. <laughs> well, it's like like you were saying. The I almost the... feel like they just do that to like be a dick to him though, because he. I mean, Matt Saracen can clearly throw the ball, uh, but I believe and that that sh- like wa- looking at that human being, I would
0: believe that he can't throw.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the, I
0: feel like <laughs> he's even like accurate and, and doesn't have. And a the big arm.
1: way that he throws the ball, like the w- I don't know if it's. I the, bet he the... has small hands too. <laughs> I really <laughs> does. does do. The way that they, I don't know if they make him throw it that way. but like to build up his character but the way that he throws it like there's no way that guy's throwing a 60 yard touchdown pass ever in his life it's
0: like it's like the philip rivers delivery except in slow motion like philip rivers kind of snaps it off he has to like throw his back into it (laughs) as he throws it sidearm so like he looks like he'd be a shitty quarterback
3: i believe that he's bad i agree yeah, All but right. there is one practice where he like lets out a bomb, and so I think Buddy's in the stands. Someone's like, "Oh, what an arm on that kid," or something like that. It's or it's in season one. Yeah, I forget exactly when it happens, but it, it it's weird to go. They they do goof, do go from like hitting guys in the helmet, which I could I can give that to just nerves. Maybe. Nerves, yeah, yeah. But then then, then there is the coach saying he throws like, a girl, and then it's like, oh wait, we're at practice
1: and look at him. Just <laughs> it, it's Johnny Manziel's pro day. It's the most perfect mm-hmm. thing you'll ever fucking see in your life. All right, let's get to the interview. All right, we're here with Zach Guilford of Friday Night Lights fame, Matt Saracen, QB1. QB1. QB1, baby. Uh, Zach, you've got a bunch of reunion stuff coming up that we'll get to in a bit. But over the years, uh, how would you say the Friday Night Lights family uh, compares to the other stuff that you've done?
4: I mean, it's definitely, it's just a little more special. Um, like, we kind of all, we all keep in touch a little bit. Some of us are, you know, me and Jesse Plans are still really close. He. He played guitar and sang. My wife walked down the aisle at our wedding. Um, and, uh, you know, and then some of us just keep in touch a lot, but whenever we run into each other, it's, like, it's exciting. It's fun. And that's one of the things that's going to be, I mean, really, really, I don't know, I think it might have been innocent when I said it, but it's going to be so fun to, like, get together and, like, you know, run a race, too, because so often it's, like, you know, you're at an event. It's like, oh, my God, no way. Like, Michael B. Jordan's here. What's up, man? How you doing? blah, blah. Um, and then you gotta go do your thing, but it's like, oh, we're all coming together to, like, do something together, um, which just makes it way more special and exciting.
0: What was the the relationship with Jesse like early on? Because, I mean, the show kind of followed what every show does is it it has adults play high schoolers or college kids or whatever, and I want to say that you, Taylor, Gaius, all those guys were, like, 24, 25, and... Jesse and maybe I think Amy were the only ones that were kind of like actually teens yeah. playing teens. So I mean, <laughs> what, what was that like?
4: Well, I would joke. Well, first of all, Jesse is like an old soul. You never, even when he was 17, you never would have known it. That's and him surprising. and I just clicked from the beginning. He was, he was like the coolest guy. And like, granted, I felt a little like a loser that my best friend in Texas was 17 years old when I was 23, but whatever. Um, <laughs> He's awesome. But the most awkward part was because Amy was 16. It's like I, I used to lead... A, I used to teach high school, and I used to lead backpacking trips for high school kids. So, like, I work with 16-year-olds and, like, am their teacher. And so, so then I was like, oh, Jeez. no, I need to be in love with one and kiss her. <laughs> this is the most awkward experience of my life.
0: So were you, like, an, I mean, in real life, were you, like, an older brother type to, to her? And then how hard is that dynamic to then bring onto to screen when... Now your love interests.
4: It definitely, I definitely was not a brother type, and there were a few times, you know, in town. So, like, I'd see her at a party, i be like, no, 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 you know, like, especially if she was talking to a guy, I'd be like, sorry, dude, you know, and she'd be like, Zach, what are you doing? I'd be like, No, what are you doing? Uh, like, I tried to teach her how to drive at one point, and she was terrible, and I was like, never mind. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of it really. <laughs> It was funny, and I always laughed because it was such a brother-sister relationship, and, like, we got along great. Like, I love her to death. Um, But I was always like, why are people rooting for this couple? But no chemistry there. Like, people are like, you guys are so in love. I'm like, no, you know, gross. What are you talking about? Um, So it was just kind of funny, but I guess it it worked on screen.
0: Was that weird for her at all? So you you guys were both kind of on the record with how you felt about the Julie-Matt relationship. She called them the Romeo and Juliet of the show. You said, essentially, that she treated Matt so poorly that, like, why would that relationship ever happen?
4: I know. I think I was the only person in America who was, like, rooting against it.
0: So then um, were you were you happy in season four when he kind of fucked her over and just, like, see ya, <laughs> never
4: called her? <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, whatever. It was good stories. I just like to joke about it. I mean, like, it was the most awkward, like, when we had to do our first kiss scene because everyone... So it was such a family, such a, like, a community down to, like, even our extras. Like, we had the same extras every day for years. So you got to know them. Um, And our crew especially, That like, I think it was, like, episode eight or nine when we finally kissed. And by that point, everyone knows that Amy's 16 and I'm 23 and, like, and it's going to be awkward and weird to the point where Amy and I had to talk about it like beforehand, like, like when we read the script, we had to talk about, like, what are we going to do? Like, no, seriously, like, what are we going to do? And I never actually even kissed someone on screen before. And so I called that order, and I was like, what do you, what do you and mean do? Like when you guys have to kiss on screen, he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. How do you like stage kiss or he's like, I don't know. We just kind of go for it. I'm like fuck, he's like why? He's Like I have to kiss Amy, and he's just like, ha
1: ha ha ha. It's <laughs> like good luck, have fun, buddy. Uh, That's unbelievable. Would you say uh, like you're you were like the anti jock kind of character that that Matt was? <laughs> I mean, you you'd mentioned that you're a te- you're a teacher, uh, and you know you obviously came up through the through the arts and as an actor. Would you say that you were kind of against like the jock culture, or did you blend in with that
4: as well? <laughs> I definitely, like, I mean, all my best friends growing up were actually, like, the athletes, and I, you know, unfortunately, like, I played tons of sports growing up. I just never was, like, the varsity star athlete. So, you know, that that world was, like, easy for me, but, you know, finally, like, Texas high school football, unless you come up in it, or in the South at least, you have no idea what it is. And, you know, I grew up in Chicago. where It's all about basketball, if it's not the Bears, and, like, it, it, you know, you go here and some of the high school stadiums were bigger than my college stadium when I went to Northwestern, um, which is a big Ten school. So it, it's a pretty nuts culture. And, like, the greatest compliment on that show was before it aired, everyone in Austin, I'm not kidding, everyone was like, what are you doing? They'd be like, you don't know what you're doing. You're going to do it wrong. You're going to ruin high school football. And especially, they'd be like, you're a fucking Yankee. Like, you're a dirty Yankee. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like no, I think we're doing a good job. I think you're really going to like the show. I think it's going to be a, it's really good. And then once it, it... I've never heard anyone tell me we did it wrong. Everyone's just said, like, I grew up in a town like that. That's exactly how it is. So that's really been, like... You know, the biggest compliment I think that any of us has gotten is that we took, like, a, a real world and a real group of people and, and portrayed them authentically and um, in a way that they related to. Because that's kind of what... You know, a lot of TV and film is kind of the point. It's just, just people something they can relate to. This
0: is awkward because my next question is: I actually grew up in Texas football, and I felt that you guys really did it wrong, and uh, just I couldn't relate to oh, it. No well. way! Awesome. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I <laughs> fucking grew up playing hockey <laughs> I was in Massachusetts. man, like
4: glad
0: to hear it. Right. <laughs> nice question, Dick. Um, uh, but you mentioned the Texas <laughs> thing. Um, coming from Chicago, not only you, so you had to put on an accent. For Matt, but also he had a pretty distinct kind of speech pattern, like he stammered a bit. Like, what was it like kind of adding <laughs> all those things on in addition to to playing something that you couldn't identify with too, too much?
4: Um, you know, I mean, that's another thing, where like early on I was like, hey dude, if I do anything, if I say anything that just sounds completely inauthentic, will you please tell me? Um, <laughs> he was like, sure. And so he'd call me out a couple of times and you just kind of figure it out. And, you know, Texas, depending on the area, there's kind of like a, an array of accents. Um, okay. And I feel like, I mean, I think a lot of people do this, but I know I do when I'm in an area, I just start picking up the accent a little bit. It's like I, you know, I grew up in Chicago, but when I went to college, I had to kind of shake my accent. And then, but whenever I go home, I start flipping back into it. Or if I'm, like, in, in the South anywhere, I start talking with a Southern accent. Or if I'm, you know, around any group of people. like I went to Ireland and, like, like a an <laughs> asshole started, like, talking in the worst Irish accent that you've ever heard. Um, that definitely
0: happens. So if you go to the South or Canada, I, I feel it's automatic that you take on the way they're talking.
4: Oh Canada for sure, and then you feel like a real jerk because you definitely are making fun of
1: them. <laughs> uh, what was the mindset like as a cast member on a show that was like so beloved, but at the same time, the future was up in the air a lot of the a lot of t- a lot of the times with the network change and it being canceled and things like that.
4: I think after like the second season, I think we just okay, we're doing our job. That's all we can do. Like it's out of our control, and like. You know, there's really nothing. Like, you can complain about it; it won't matter. YouTube, there's nothing you can do, and it's just be thankful you're here and keep enjoying making the show. So, you know, there's that anxiety at the beginning, but you know, you do. Know, and now, ten years later, like, I probably get more people coming up to me now than I did when the show was on.
0: Why do you think that is? Just like Netflix and all that? Because I mean, I know so many people. Yeah, because just-
4: now, sorry, yeah. I mean, now like has longevity. You know, Netflix, usually wherever it is, like, people can find things, whereas, you know, back in the day, like, if you didn't watch it when it was on, you're never going to
0: see it. At any point, were you kind of resigned to maybe the possibility of it ending earlier? So you you left during the fourth season, were at any point where you kind of resigned to the fact that it was going to end, and, I mean, at least for, for you, you were one of the people, you were getting a lot of other opportunities at that point, so was there any part of you that was kind of at peace with that possibility?
4: Um, I was a piece of it just because I kind of, you know, I think it was season two or season three when Taylor and not Taylor, Scott, Guy left. And I think we all were a little like, wait, what? Um, but, you know, on a show that like prided itself on like, you know, being so authentic and like real life, it's like, oh, right, people graduate, they go away. Um, so once that initial shock kind of wore off, I think we all were like, oh, all right, well, I guess I graduate next year. It's probably going to be the last season or you know, things like that. So, you know, I was just happy to be around and and doing it as long as it made sense. I feel like, you know, in my last season, I had a couple of really good episodes, but there was someone, like, you know, I'm, like, off with some artist doing art. And it was just, like, no one cares. Richard Sherman, I don't even care. (laughs) Yeah, he's great. I'm just saying that, like... Right, like, they they were finding things for Matt to do. Yes. And then they found, like, an authentic way for me to exit. Um, but I think until they got to that point, I'm sure, if you, like, I was just kind of satellite, which is interesting because it did show, like, oh, you know, you're the quarterback of a football team, and now you're kind of just no one. Right. You know?
0: It's like that, that I forgot that poem, The Ex Basketball Player. Shout out to poetry. <laughs>
1: um, uh, before we let you go, <laughs> shout out to poetry. <laughs> before we let you go, you've got to. A ton of stuff coming up with the cast Friday Night Lights, uh, the ATX Festival this week. Uh, you're also doing a Spartan race with a bunch of your co stars. Um, what are your thoughts heading into all of this?
4: <laughs> uh, it's exciting, man. I'm super pumped. It's kind of like the perfect thing, you know? I mean, it was like this team sport show, and now Marriott's kind of brought some of us back together to form this team to run this crazy race. And so, um, excited, you know, and uh, we haven't all, like, definitely the four of us haven't been together in the same place in, I don't know, since maybe season four or something like that, and we've all kept in touch a bit, but, you know, now, now it's so easy with text and stuff that you rarely actually get to see people, and, um, you know, this will be kind of fun, and I know that, like, you know, I, I've even, <laughs> I've totally drunk the Kool-Aid with these Spartan races, and, um, you know, so I've gotten to know a lot of people who are super into them and like um, the whole like partnership with Marriott is actually dope because they've been telling me, you know, for years these races are all over the country and so you got to travel and um, now it's kind of like you can get your buddy who lives on the other side of the country to meet you somewhere from one of these races and you get kind of these package deals because there's, you know, Marriott owns, I don't know, like 4,200 and something. Marriott owns House the world. There's always a property and you think they own the world but in a good way. You know, they're like, no, they oh, good corporations. I
0: was telling... Uh, I mean, not to go, like, all married on everyone's ass. I was telling Pete before, so I'm a sports writer, so I have a bunch of Marriott Award points and everything. I was like, I know that no one wants to hear about it, but Marriott Award points actually change your life, like, a thousandfold for the better. <laughs>
4: oh, man, I am all about points, <laughs> so <laughs> definitely anything... Valid points on in and so like merit reward is dope I mean who doesn't want to like upgrade their hotel room or get like better access to something or like get a free hotel room once you earn a certain amount of points um so it's great and so you know like I said like getting a discount on one of these races and then having like a better place to stay as opposed to like the motor in um it's kind of great <laughs> so um you know it sounds like i'm pitching something but it's really like
0: no this makes so much sense no fuck dude i'll do i mean i'm going to lollapalooza in july i just booked it and i got my whole hotel on points so fuck yeah marriott um so the people that you're running it with taylor kitch <laughs> uh, amy t garden and minka kelly you guys are all doing a spartan race together you've done a spartan race before is it at all annoying to you that I'm guessing Taylor has not, but he'll just like lazily roll in and be like the most majestic thing anyone's ever seen in the Spartan
4: race. Uh, yes, <laughs> of course. But course. That that's true, though, right? Worked like, my ass off. Oh my god, Mary! I mean, Mary hooked me up with this, like I'm an elite trainer, and I've been working out like two days a week with him for like two hours at a time. I'm running like ten, twelve miles. Like, on the other days, doing burpees like a stupid person. And I'm just, like, ready to do it. And I know that he's like, what? Yeah, no, let's uh, just Sorry, that's not a good imitation. That's, that's a fucking dead. That is a spot on.
0: <laughs> he's just going to go and make memories. Uh, no,
4: nah, but, you know, what the, is, I think the, other, the fun thing is, and one of the things I love about these races is, like, you know, if you're in the, like, elite competition heat, you know, you're running for time and it's really strict about the rules. I think we're going to be in the more team oriented open heat. So we'll be running it as a group and, um, you know, kind of able to help each other out. I kind of doubt that, you know, the starting gun will fire and someone will just take off and ditch everyone. And, uh, you know, I ran one of the ones I ran with my wife and, you know, she didn't need it, but they told me before, they're like, Hey, you know, if she needs help over the wall, and she, just, I was like, "Whoa, what? You can just jump over eight foot walls, but you see people, and like even strangers will help each other out. And then, like, if you miss, you know, if you mess up on an obstacle and you have to do thirty burpees, you can split them and like each do fifteen. So I think, I just think it will be so much more fun to kind of run it together, like conquer it together. Um, you know, have a really cheesy group hug at the end.
0: So it's exactly <laughs> the,
4: the hearts can't lose or something like that."
0: So it's exactly the scene where you die in The Purge 2. It's that obstacle course pretty much exactly, right?
4: <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and you guys are both there of for that, scene, actually. Of, uh, we were. We were. It, that was actually, I know this is an aggression from what we're supposed to be talking about, that was like, my favorite death scene ever, because like, the scenes suck. You're like, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know how to die. I have never died. <laughs> so you're always making it up. And like, how breathing do I do? Or crying or whatever. And I talked to the director. I was like, you know what? What if it's just like... I just get shot up. And then I'm like, dead. She's like, yes. I'm like, sweet. I don't have to do any like death scene. I just die.
0: That's awesome.
4: Uh, uh, but that's no joke. Like at the end of these races, sometimes like, well, I, I, at the end of, I had to uh, do one of these. So this is the moment I'm actually most proud of. My wife had the premiere for her show, Kingdom, which just aired last night. But anyway, the premiere was last week. It's an amazing show. But they had their premiere. So we go out and we celebrate. We're out to like three in the morning. And I had Spartan training the next day and I was like, man, I am so hungover. I do not want to go do this. But I was like, man, I got to dig deep, man. What if this was a race? What if it's was the last mile? And I went. But honestly, at the end was like, wow, man, I didn't think I could do that. And I did. And I was running like six minute, 40 miles. Like, Jesus, um, just sweating out bourbon. <laughs>
1: So out of all of that stuff, uh, what are you looking forward to the most?
4: I'm looking forward to the race, man. I'm so pumped. I've been working my ass off. I can't, I I really can't think like merit and, um, Spartan enough to like send me up with like, this guy has been training me. He's just such a great guy. And like, you know, excuse me the sound, I definitely pushed myself further than I really ever thought I could. Um, And again, you know, like I drank the Kool-Aid and I'm going to be probably running these races for a while. So I'm excited to do a super. I've never done it before and just kind of see everyone when we get back, you know, when we get to Chicago. And I mean, obviously the finish line is going to be the best part. Um, But yeah, I'm kind of excited to finish training and then finish the race and see how it goes.
0: Dope. Well, have a blast, Zach. Uh, This has been super cool. Um, Everyone will be back tomorrow with season two.